What's up, guys? Welcome to the Flawed Dad's Guide to Parenting, the podcast all about the average flawed dad learning to be a better parent. Today's topic is all about the second part to a daily routine, that of the nighttime routine. What has worked for us in our a quest to get our kids to bed at a reasonable time? Also, as always, if you're new to the show, please subscribe. It really helps us out. You'll be notified every Tuesday and Thursday when we release new episodes. Stick around and listen as two flawed dads try not to screw up their kids too bad. Warren, hello. Graham, how are you? Good. Just as a disclosure, the family, uh, the the both both of our families are downstairs watching a video at like max volume, and they feel the necessity to talk over uh, while watching it as well. So. Uh, there may be some sounds going on in the background, unavoidable. Given the last year and a half, though, it is a unique situation where both of our families are together watching a movie. It, you're right. That's so true. I'm willing to put up with a little background noise in order to be able to move past COVID times and get back to the real world where our two families interact. Mm, it's nice. So there are, what, seven females downstairs is is what, what we're saying? <laughs> and for whatever reason, discussion is ensuing. Yeah, who, would have thought? who would have thought with that amount of females <laughs> watching a movie? On one couch. The discussion would take place. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Graham? Well, of course, we're talking about bedtime routines, Warren. Ah, as we keep our kids up extra late tonight That's while right. they watch a movie. At this point in time in summer... Uh, when there is no school, do bedtimes exist for children? I don't know. Well, going back to our morning routine uh, episode, which was, what, two episodes ago? Um, I think that you do still need to maintain some type of routine, but I think you can fudge the time a little bit. We're fudging all over the place because <laughs> the girls have <laughs> have gone way past their bedtime on numerous occasions. And it's usually been our two families together that has That's created right. the, the, the late bedtimes. Yeah, well, the hot weather as well, yeah. right? I mean, it's just like you try and extend the, the delay, the bedtime as much as possible, try and have the house cool down just a little bit more so that it's more comfortable. What, sleeping in 40 degree weather wasn't easy for that you? That was insane. And water, too, going down to the beach, trying yeah. to just cool, like, bodies of water. that High, high levels of interest on bodies of water around. There was a lot of cold showers happening. Yeah. And not for the reasons that one might think that cold showers are <laughs> happening. It was just to cool our bodies down. It was so hot. So, thankfully, now they are uh, getting back into the, the swing of things. And, and so... I, I got to ask, because morning routine was something that you would like to do, but don't do. Right. Bedtime routine, and we've talked about this a little bit before with regards to you putting the kids to bed and and uh, sleep, getting them to sleep. I'm assuming that bedtime routine is actually something that you do. I would say that's false. <laughs> really? Okay. I would have thought that you would have a bit of a routine, given that you've had a lot of success with yeah. sleep. Uh, yes, the the absolute sleep part, for sure. That's okay. where I come in. It's the absolute side okay. of things. Okay. okay. Um, the single biggest managing different parenting styles aspect is not necessarily a parenting style unless a parenting style exists where 
one does not look at any time whatsoever. Okay. Is that a parenting style? Because if so, sure. Vanessa fits into that. Yeah. Time agnosticism. <laughs> That's I, right. I think, I think it's, That's a yeah. parenting style. Great. Sure. We just yeah. created one. Um, that's our biggest conflict for sure is uh, maybe because I'm more absolute, um, I'm aware of the time that I, the girls will naturally transition to wanting, um, one, mom is always favored in mm-hmm. general. Yeah. But two, because bedtime and time does not exist for Vanessa, story time, there's always a book, right? Sure. So the routine yeah is not much of a routine in the fact that there's uh, get yourself pajamas on, brush your teeth, mm-hmm. and then story time. Yeah. Right? That's essentially the routine. Then go to sleep. Um, so for anyone else, it's books, right? That's the thing. And, and yeah. they very much enjoy it. But Vanessa is hands down the most preferred person because she will read likely uh, it's probably because they get way more books or they get to stay right. up way later with her. Um, whereas with me, books. it's yeah, okay. maybe no books. And like, if we're, we're already late, so we're going to hurry this along. That's and right. It's bedtime. Yes, exactly. Right. If it were up to me, um, it would run way smoother mm-hmm. in the fact that I have, I would have an absolute time yeah. saying, listen, lights are going out at 815. Yes. It's up to you what you want to do at that time. Right. If you want to get ready at seven o'clock mm-hmm. and have an hour and 15 minutes of books, mm-hmm. great. Let's do that. But don't expect if if you're goofing around, not getting your pajamas, not getting your teeth brushed and things like that, and it's 8.12 by the time you're finished, yeah. that's on you, in my opinion, Yeah. Um, where that doesn't exist in Vanessa's right. world. We were we were over at your house the other day, and I think um, all the kids and yourself were downstairs, and I happened to be up in the kitchen, and the Alexa went off, and it was an alarm that was saying it's bedtime. Yes, and I immediately just went, okay, Alexa, stop, and you know, because in our house we we haven't set any alarms, and we have tried to set time conscious like bedtimes, but much like Vanessa, Rachel is all over the place with regards to timing yeah and and frankly it's a lot of that is because i socialize right and and so i create havoc with our bedtime routine because there is always something going on in our lives that Mm. is going to pull us from one thing to the next right um if it were rachel's choice it would just be okay like you know eight o'clock bedtime that sort of thing but i i constantly run that in multiple directions oh so you're the opposite if if there were some synergies like you would pair mostly rachel up with me to a degree um it, yes and no um i i love you know alarms and and time conscious setting things up so that they they take place at a specific time but at the same time i'm willing to give all of those up for other things. Mm. Like I, I, I feel that I'm willing to sacrifice that in order to have the girls socializing a little bit more. Right. I put much more value on the social aspect than I do on the sleep aspect. Um, Rachel values the sleep, but even when we don't have a social aspect to it, 
because she hasn't set any alarms because I've screwed everything up so badly. <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 no like there's no concrete time. Yeah. Like Rachel would love for there to be that routine, like the the time based routine. Yeah. But uh, she will also not take the initiative to set the alarms to do it. I I set the alarms in order so that I would not be the bad guy all the time. The mm. time police, like, hey, just so everyone the alarm knows, is the time police. Um, yeah. it's this That's time. Like, I I put that in so that it was like, hey, it's not me. Alexa's just letting everyone know. Great, like, okay, well, Alexa said it's the time to get to bed like it's not like that's we must listen to our artificial artificial yeah. intelligence master that's the yeah. that's the core lesson that i'm trying yeah. to portray otherwise the abide by them going to show up abide by yeah. the machine yeah. it yeah. largely gets ignored um and that's also Skynet on us Skynet is coming yeah yeah we end up having dinner like ideally we would have dinner much earlier than we do um right like five five thirty type stuff it do you opens find in the up winter though that you do no i i find in the winter we eat really early That'd in the summers we we just can't do it yeah no it doesn't change at all for us really it's, okay there's always something going on we're always doing something else and yeah. dinner is sort of put together and it's like eating it so everything is like i i'm gonna say it becomes even worse in the summertime i yeah. would agree with okay. you Right. Whereas if you would eat normally at whatever time and you're eating earlier at wintertime, yeah, mm-hmm. ours is like we're eating it. So we're eating when the Alexa is going off and saying it's, it's time to go to bed. Yeah, okay. Right. Got it. And at that point in time, it gets totally ignored because like, well, yeah. I've just had my first bite. Like, what am I going to do here? Yeah. So, yeah, of course, we're doing that. So it, it's annoying in that regard because I make the joke often like, all right, girls, like. Yeah, we're Time to go to bed. Dinner. You yeah. just go straight to bed now. Ha 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 ha, Dad! But like, <laughs> you know that. No, I'm serious. Go yeah. to sleep right way now, to, please. Way to ruin your credibility, Dad. Yeah, it's frustrating though because of the summertime, etc. Like mm-hmm. now, Vanessa and I have like little to no time together at the end of the night. Yeah. Right? It's like, well, yeah, I mean, we could sit down and do something, but it's nine forty-five now. Yeah. So. Well, we just just go to bed now. Like, is that what's happening? Yeah, <laughs> we talk around, talk for a bit, or trying to clean up or do something or other. Yeah. Because you almost don't even clean up after dinner. Yeah, you're doing all these things. So, yeah, the bedtime routine is more uh, chaos so in the world. Last night, as an example, you know, we came back from dinner with you guys down on the beach, and um, we we got home, and and by the time we got all the kids in bed, all that sort of thing, it's ten thirty. And right. Rachel says to me, you know, I don't fall asleep because I'd really like to have some time with you. And so we put on a movie and we happened to put on fatherhood and both of us cried through the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. Terrible choice for being able to spend time together. Um, and But you said you appreciated. I did appreciate. I appreciated the movie. And I, you appreciated Rachel. At the more of it at the end of the movie, I really did. I really it's it's about a guy who's a widower and he loses his wife and he's constantly questioning his. And given that our podcast is about being a flawed dad, mm-hmm. right? He constantly is questioning his capacity as a father, right? His ability to be a gr- a good dad, and that is something that I deal with every single day. Is do I have the ability to be a good dad? Um, 
you know, through this podcast and stuff, I realized that I do. I just have a shit ton of work to do in order to be a good dad. Right. Um, so it was, it was a great movie, but God, to just spend two hours like weeping. <laughs> Rachel and I both it's already out. summertime and hot. I'm already dehydrated. Now I'm losing even more of them. No, seriously. Rachel and I both woke up with pounding headaches and we weren't drinking. Right. Like we woke up and we were dehydrated from the amount of tears that we shed. It was, well, yeah. So, uh, recommended, but not recommended at the same time. Anyways. So what's your routine? Traditionally, um, you know, we would do a bath every second night. Um, and I, and you and I have discussed this previously about, right. about bath times yeah. and, and the amount that it's actually required. And I, and I'm starting to defer to your idea that baths are only required twice a week versus every second night. Um, cause you're washing away a lot of your, you know, the essential oils and stuff that your body naturally creates. Anyway, so go bath time, pajamas, toiletries, you know, like hygiene sort of stuff into bed. Um, and then each one of them gets, gets cuddles and a good night kiss. Obviously, because we have three, it's a little more difficult, right? Because we can't each lie with one and, and put them to sleep. We have to, we have to transfer. So right. usually uh, what happens is... Rach lies with our youngest. I go and lie with the second youngest, and then Rach will lie with the oldest. Um, just because Rach has the best connection with those two, and I have the best connection with the middle. Okay. Sometimes we will switch it up, and and I will go and lie with the youngest. The middle one just tends to go to sleep on her own, and then Rach is usually with with our oldest. Um, I have the most challenges with our oldest, and so. I will lie with her, but it, it doesn't tend to be something that happens all the time. Um, there's usually a book in there, at least reading one or two stories. And because of the girl's age, we try to make them uh, or get them to read a story back to us, at least one, if not two. Yeah. Um, and then there's some cuddling and it's, it's challenging because our middle one will go to sleep on her own. Like if she's still awake, I can give her a kiss, say good night and leave the room and she'll put herself to sleep. The other two, if you leave while they're awake, they won't, they will not go to sleep. They'll come up and, and get you like, so, so you have to stay there until you they have go to stay sleep. there until they're asleep, which is a huge problem. And is one of my biggest issues with what Rachel and I have done from a parenting perspective right. is that we have not given our kids, our oldest and our youngest, the ability to put themselves to sleep. Right. And so I would very much recommend sleep training, like going through the process of making sure that your kids can cry themselves out and, and, and put themselves to sleep because otherwise you wind up with a 10 year old who cannot put themselves to sleep. Right. And it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So do not take my advice when it comes to this. Take our article and Graham's advice. Because, <laughs> and I'm speaking directly to you, listener. You do not want to be in the situation that I am in. You need, yeah, I, the, the enforcer. I mean, that's the reason why <laughs> the sleep training aspect, it, it sounds for a lot of people, no, maybe that's Mr. 
spoken. It's, yeah. Missed something earlier. Interpreted? Incorrect. I was going to say for a lot of people, they may think the sleep training, the harsh, like, well, crying it out. It is what it is. Like, you're going back to sleep, mm-hmm. handle, your, handle your business yourself type stuff. Way too, way too heavy. It's not good. Baby shouldn't be crying. What, however long, right? 20 minutes, that's mm-hmm. too long, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, it, is, it is tough. But if you know the end goal, it becomes mm-hmm. less difficult, yeah. right? If you realize, okay, yes, they're crying right now. And especially after going through um, a couple of times now, it's it's really not – once like it, it, children are incredibly adaptable, right? Yeah. It takes like two days, Particularly really. early on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember dating a little bit, but when uh, our second um, – our first, our oldest would, she would sleep through the night at three months or something, which is great. Yeah. Uh, was just sort of natural. It was, she's been pretty good. She did have some cry, et cetera. Um, the second one started to cry and would cry a whole lot more until about five months. And mm-hmm. Vanessa would turn to me and say like, listen, this has got to stop here. I'm getting exhausted. I'm waking up with like, you got to do something with this. Like fix the mm-hmm. problem, please. Yeah. And, and looking back, the issue was that we were, trying to make sure that the first one, the oldest, Wasn't would not wake up. up. Yeah. And so we would tend to her that much faster. Oh, yeah. just cry. Get up. Everyone, like, quit. Shh, shh, shh. Yeah. Now we've realized that the first one will sleep through a train driving yeah. through her uh, room, right? It is unbelievable what she'll sleep through. Um, and so hindsight, et cetera. But so that we had to break that a little bit more. But it was like one heavy night. The second night was markedly better and the third night she was sleeping through the night it Mm -hmm. was it was like such a fast change so yes it's maybe perceived to be poor but at the end of the day like at five months old they adapt so fast in the grand scheme of thing two days of she would cry i don't know i think if i were to time it overall it would probably be like maybe 20 minutes of crying over the entire night yeah for the first night and the next night was like maybe 10 minutes, right? Like they realize that nothing's happening. Yeah. And to go back to saying the thing I would do is actually, I remember there was a book a while ago. I remember it was about the five S's. Okay. It was talking, and I forget what they all are, but it was baby raising. And it was like, you want them to be on their side, uh, you want to shush them and sort of trying to match their intensity. I remember yeah. that. That was yeah. this is the crux of it. It's like if swaddling. they're really, really swaddling was another one. Exactly. Yeah. Um, side to side. Yeah. That was another one. That that was my move. Is always the the and bouncing suplex. side. <laughs> That's right. That was the final move. <laughs> if all else fails. <laughs> um, and. And I remember the shushing part of trying to like almost match the intensity. Yeah. Yeah. And so that brought into the, the sleep training side of things. I would, I had to Google. And so I would either speak to it or I'd take out my phone and I would just increase the volume. There was white noise playing throughout right. the time. And so I would just increase the volume of the white noise to, to match a higher level of shushing yeah. for her and then eventually she would go and I would go to sleep during that time because that's another 
one of my powers is I'm able to sleep through largely everything as well. Yeah. So I'd go back to sleep, wake up a little bit later, decrease the volume again, um, just because I must have been aware that uh, I should probably drop this down. It's pretty loud in here, yeah. <laughs> relatively speaking, and, and then continue on. And that was awesome. It was the best. Yeah. Um, so sleep training side of things, it was fantastic. So I know a lot of people in articles here talk about uh, getting a bedtime routine early, yeah. right? Setting the stage, et cetera, yeah. um, which I think works well as long as you can isolate each individual child. Um, what I've yes. found is that when it's a, a cumulative bedtime, when you know my, my oldest and youngest are together reading books with Vanessa, um, the youngest is not able to sit still. So she yeah. revs up the other one. Like they're back and forth to feed off each other. And there's no calming effect of it, which I would imagine that's one of the reasons why people use bath time is it's supposed to like set the stage and okay, we're starting to calm down, that's et cetera. Right. Yeah. Um, which is fine unless, I mean, you go from bath time to like high energy thing again, well, then it destroys everything. So it yeah. needs to be a constant level of, of uh, low level calm down things. I, we don't use baths. Um, as a tool for it, I, I mean, part of the environmentalist ish in me is that like, that's just a huge waste of water, yeah. um, every night for them to go in baths. And I mean, my second, my ugh, youngest hates getting their hair washed. Like it's just a, a horrible experience. So I want to avoid that as much as possible. Yeah. We, we have used baths and, and showers a lot for that, for the calming. Um, I mean, we we will usually let them play in the bath for a good half an hour, um, in order to get you know value for for the the amount of water that we're using, um, and then and then make them wash hair that kind of thing. So they do tend to calm and that sort of thing. But depending on the child children that you have in the bath, that can also start all kinds of conflicts, right? Right. Um, so I agree with you. I think that. If you can isolate them, it's a whole lot easier. Yeah. But if you're a single parent with multiple kids or you're two parents with more than two kids, it becomes much more difficult to do that. Yeah, exactly. And so I, whatever works, I, I mean, the bedtime routine, other people have said uh, having like a snack uh, just before, I oppose that. Yeah, uh, vehemently. If that word uh, is too excessive, or whatever, I definitely oppose that. Just because, from a reading about teeth, etc., the most like optimal time uh, to brush your teeth is like thirty minutes after eating. Yeah, type stuff, right? right? And so, if people are using a snack and then brushing teeth and going to sleep, etc., then you're actually harming your teeth and setting yeah. a precedent as well going into the eating side of things as well yeah. weight night gain yeah. late night eating I, I feel like that's a bad bad recommendation so uh, it's a big problem i'm definitely if anyone is considering doing that or does do that i would look up the effects of late night eating um, there's, there are countless studies out there. I remember reading books on sleep. You actually. could, you could probably do the same thing with some warm water before bed. Like yeah, it doesn't something. have to be warm milk or yeah. anything. It could, it could just be warm water. 
has the same impact. Yeah, you could. My thought with warm water is depending on how much they're drinking is just that's more fluids that they maybe yeah. wake themselves up and have to go to the washroom. So yeah. it can pose <laughs> problems there too. So you're you're proposing a drought hours before bedtime. Yeah. Yeah. I just dry them out. I definitely do that with our youngest. Yeah. Um, it changed significantly the difference, you know, hydrate them well. And then yeah. an hour and a half, two hours before bedtime, it's like, well, this is where if, if you're, if Cut you're off. thirsty, then you can have this thimble of water type stuff, right? Like just wet your mouth, right? It, it's it, within reason, of course, yeah, if of it's course. hot or something like there yeah. are, but winter time when there's no particular reason, yeah, I understand that you're, um, you're going to the toilet and it's clear water coming yeah. out. Like you're yeah. you're hydrated. You're okay. Yeah. Um, so all those exclusions of Alan's not just. <laughs> yeah. No. Understood. Um, yeah, I find that that works well. Um, and one of the things you've talked a lot about in terms of um, you know successes you've had and and a suggestion that takes place with this is getting your kids into their pajamas and. You like to give your kids a choice, but they're very particular choices. Mm -hmm. Like they're very narrow choices so that as much as they feel like they're getting free reign over what it is that they're doing, it's, it's within the boundaries that you have set. Right. And so talk a little bit about that with regards to like pajamas and that sort of thing. Definitely more centered. I don't typically do a whole bunch with... Uh, the oldest now yeah. we're sort of past that phase is more yeah. just like all right but for toddlers hey, this, is, and- this is this is on you like go yeah. go do it um it's interesting though having said that it i actually don't think that there would it would probably be more effective actually if you just say well, what is it that you want to do i mean everyone wants their own autonomy yeah right um so i'm just thinking through here it actually i will probably start to incorporate that even more what do you, you know you know what you need to do what do you want to do first? You want to get pajamas on? You want right. to brush your teeth? Whatever it is, um, still choice based. Yeah, within the within the framework of getting exactly. ready for bed. With the youngest, for sure, everything mm-hmm. is down to the. All right, pajamas need to go on now. Mm-hmm. So, how do you want to do that? The latest that has worked quite well is uh, Vanessa came up with. She likes to, she likes to run at you like a bull almost, right? And and then Vanessa will throw the shirt. <laughs> into the over the head and she absolutely loves doing it yeah right we all do it like we all get a great laugh out of it it's super entertaining right she just runs at you and then slows down right at the end and you stuff the shirt over we both laugh like it's it's making a game like a bull like they do insane (laughs) (laughs) there might be a tickle in there every now and then um but it's doing those things that whatever it is there's, I, I've said this to um, my oldest now, and it's one of my main things I say. There's always an easier way or a different way of doing things. Yeah. Don't expect that there's like you have to do one thing one way, and that's the only way. There's always right. a different way. Right. Always. You can always think of something else, and you should try something else, and maybe that way will be better. And just consistently try and refine and whatever it is until you figured out that there's no other way. This is the best way. Yeah. Um, I consistently repeat that. And, and I say to her as well, if something's hard, there's probably an easier way to do it, right? Like she's trying to open up something or other and like tearing something or whatever. It's like, it, it should be easy. 
Yeah. If something's hard, you stop and try and figure out what the easier way is because it is opening a package or whatever it is. There's no way that you should try and have this much struggle. Blowtorch. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, try it, I suppose. Yeah. But, you know? Um, so, so the choices aspect yeah. works so much better is just trying to find out what works and just consistently testing. What do you want to put on? Pants or shirt? I don't want to put on pants. Okay, well, okay, do you want left foot on first or right foot on? For You just keep yeah. trying different avenues of whatever it is about the same choices but whatever it is, and then I think either they realize or yeah. they just get beaten, whatever it is. You have to be, <laughs> you have to outlast them. Did you ever, one of the biggest frustrations I had with getting the kids in their pajamas was when they would not point their toes. I don't know if that's something, yes. one of the things that got you. Yeah. But it's like they would try and put it down like flat foot yeah. or, or heel first yeah. rather than pointing their toes. 100%. No matter how many times you said it. Like just point your fucking toes. Yes. Until I remember it was a stocking thing that I was trying to put on my oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. I was trying to put stockings on and it was like it was taking me forever. And uh, from someone who has experience putting on pantyhose or whatever before, right? Stockings. Vanessa came around. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was I actually Vanessa. Yeah. It was someone else. I, yeah. Well, I've had no. No, <laughs> can't go there. Um, I have shaved my legs once um, for my swimming or what? It was um, in university. I did a, a taping class on how to uh, tape proper joints, like oh, for sports okay. injuries yes. and things like that. Yeah. And the teacher was like, "Listen, we're all practicing each other. It's up Shave to you what legs. you want to yeah. do, but you might want to." Yeah. shave your legs yeah. and it did i couldn't believe how cold my legs were mm-hmm. it was incredible the the feeling um smooth too like pants felt it was amazing the difference in between things yeah anyways i i don't know whether it was Vanessa or someone else that was saying like why don't you just bunch up the pants or, or the mm-hmm. stockings all the way to the toes mm-hmm. and then stuff it over that way yeah and that blew my mind i was like of course right and that's back to the thing like if there's hard way of doing yeah, it. there's always an easier, easier way. way and so the the toe thing that immediately changed there yeah. was no problem ever since because putting pants on it would do the same thing i would bunch it up until it was a tiny little like donut of pants if it's pointed or flat or whatever it is i would just hook the pants over that would get over the ankle and then the rest is easy it was not a big deal okay so so barring holding the child's head and mouth open what is the easy way to get them to brush their teeth because god damn it it's frustrating yeah certainly from from my experience i was also trying to make a game we do a dentist chair thing um that, that that worked well Downloaded uh, the apps that uh, that play music and and that kind of stuff. Are you still but, experiencing this problem? Um, the girls now just lie that they've done it. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, I brushed my teeth. No, you haven't. I can literally see shit in between your teeth. I could smell you from over yeah, here. You, you have not brushed your teeth. No, I did. Like, ugh, okay. Well, lying's another issue that we'll talk about on a different episode. Yes. Um. Yeah. It. It's. I mean, our our six year old has already had two cavities. 
Right. Right. I didn't have a cavity till I was 37. Rachel at, at 42 still has not had a cavity. Like, Which is unbelievable. These are, these are crazy I thought I things. was doing well, right? Uh, at, yeah. I can't remember what age or 35 or something mm-hmm. like that. I was like, oh, all right. And then Vanessa outlasted me, and then, and then you and Rachel are trumping. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, but our kids are getting cavities. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not because we don't help them brush their teeth, but the second we ask them to do it themselves, it's it's... It's like we've asked them to scale like Everest. <laughs> That's right. I remember reading somewhere that you shouldn't, you shouldn't ask them to brush their own teeth. I think until they can tie their own shoes. If I remember that, uh, and we right. talked about this before about yeah. the disclosing tablets. Um, maybe that's the thing. Is, well, we, is we've you done get, that for Allie. We've done that for our. Oh, you've wives. brushed your teeth. It's All right, the disclosing tablets. Toss yeah. these in, mm-hmm. and let's. Great, let's let's see how you're doing there, yeah. and like, and then I bet you they'll. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, no, maybe I'll, maybe I'll start these out a little bit. Yeah. For the the youngest one, I would definitely. There were a couple times where she would purse her lips and not let me get the toothbrush in, et cetera, and I have squeezed. Yeah. Um, her to get, get it the, over. like. Like what I've done with dog, like yeah. like sort of open yeah. up in the teeth, and she does not like that. No. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't imagine. <laughs> but I've only had to do it like once, I'm pretty sure. And, and then you like, yeah. remember you didn't particularly like that? Yeah. So let's not have to do mm-hmm. that again. You know, I don't I don't want to have to do this, mm-hmm. right? I don't like it. But teeth need to get brushed. So Yeah, yeah. And I definitely, there have been many times, my little sayings I'm thinking of, I've told McKenna this Definitely a few times. I said, "What, what is mommy and daddy's job?" Yes, and and I say it's to keep you safe and healthy and ideally happy. But safe and healthy oh. are the most important ones. And <laughs> you know, we've had this conversation so many times over the past couple months with the girls. Like, what is my job as a parent? I get zero joy. Out of making you do this stuff, but it is my job as a parent to ensure that you are safe and healthy. Right. Right. Like, what personal gain do I have out of making you brush your teeth? <laughs> do you think that I am some type of masochist that is getting joy out of you doing this? No, I get zero joy out of this. Yeah. What I get is the satisfaction that you are going to have good teeth and a lack of a dentist bill. <laughs> That is also a big advantage for me. That's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, kids or whatever it is, you yeah, you don't have perspective. You don't understand yeah. those things until later but I, on. But in I life. think as a parent, it's it's important that we are giving our kids that perspective. Yeah. Right. You you can't just you can't constantly say because I said so. Right. Because eventually, a kids gonna go. Well, I don't give a shit what you said. Right. I want justification. And and in the end. It's important that we teach our kids to search and ask for justification. Yeah. Because there are lots of situations in life where justification has never been given. Yeah. And horrible fucking things have happened. I've definitely had some conversations um, saying, listen, along the lines of what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. these are not my teeth. They're your teeth. I'm trying to help them keep it clean. Do you 
want to go to the dentist? Is that something like, do you understand what a cavity is? Someone, do you know what needs to get done if you get a cavity? Someone drills into your teeth until it's a nice big hole and then yeah. fills it with yeah. it. Is that something that you're interested in doing? Yeah. And typically it's no. And great. And here we are at uh, 8.30 or almost, no, not no, long, 9.40. Like 9.40 and uh, my two and a half year old has <laughs> decided to come up and say hello. So great. Do you want to say hi on the microphone, Kendra? Say hi. No, you got to say it louder than say that. Say it louder say, than that. Hi. No, you Can don't you want do to. It? No, you're shy now. You're watching Cirque du Soleil? Nice. Yes. What a perfect segue into the big time routine (laughs) than having kids, two and a half year old up, plenty late. (laughs) The flawed parenting existing. Welcome welcome to the flawed dad's kind of parenting. Uh. (laughs) If I... If any of us sound like we know what we're doing, yeah, it's not us. It's not yeah. accurate. Um, well, a lot of the time, I think we're doing okay, but sometimes, hey, you know, situation exists. I would say we are doing very well. We're not bad. Yeah, yeah. I, but, I, but I back to my story. I have yeah. definitely said like, this is not my teeth. This is on you. What do you want to do with it? If if you don't want to brush your teeth, I guess I'm not going to stop you. Yeah, but. There's going to be a massive I told you so when you end up with all this and you don't like doing it. So, yeah. And that yeah, I mean, often dad, checks the road that she's like, all right, no, I, I get it. <laughs> Dad's going to eat the bill, but you're going to eat the pain. Yeah. So why don't we use well, hey, that? You know, you know that about me enough yeah, is that yeah. nah, <laughs> this is your choice too. You are also going to eat this bill. This is not on me at all. <laughs> I'm not making these choices. <laughs> Why don't we use that as a segue into actually getting our kids to bed? So thank you so much for for listening. Uh, make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast if you're listening to this one. Um, go and check out some of our other episodes. We've got some incredible interviews between Darcy Michael, Casey Palmer, uh, all kinds of incredible individuals. We've got some great advice on a number of different topics. Go back and take a look through them. Um, if you get a chance and i'm asking you to take the chance to do it go and provide a written review on apple podcasts it helps us out a huge amount with getting rankings up on listen notes and um chartable those sorts of things so that our podcast is being seen by other people uh and if you want to get in touch with us you can reach us uh on our email at hello at flawdad.com or on instagram flawdad podcast um and get reach out to us we we'd love to hear from you we'd love hearing from our listeners um and we'll get back to you as soon as we can thanks so much have a good one